Hello. Welcome to Supernatural Stories, the show where you'll hear real stories of the supernatural from real people all across Canada. I'm your host and producer of the show, Cal Goodbaum, broadcasting from Rocking Chair Studio in Toronto. Hope you enjoy the show wherever you are. Thanks for listening. I have to work at the airport in Halifax, and I was walking up the walkway outside to go in, and I passed two girls, and nothing out of the ordinary about them. They were giggling and going on. When I hear a voice, I usually never forget that voice. Didn't think anything of it. It's just a regular, normal day, and I'm actually going to the complete other end of the airport at the Halifax International Airport up by Lufthansa. So anyway, I'm walking, doing my thing, and... I come across these same girls, these exact same girls, walking the exact same way, bumping into each other, <laughs> giggling the exact same way, walking past me. There is no way that they got ahead of me without me seeing them running up outside or running up the terminal. It was the exact same girls, like doing the exact same thing. It's like seeing the exact same scene out of a movie in a different place, you know what I mean? And it just, I stopped right in my tracks and I looked at them like, what the, pardon me, what the fuck did I just see? Because I saw you guys outside half a kilometer that way and now you're right here doing the exact same thing I saw you doing half a kilometer over there. It blew my mind. The probability of it being the same person coming back to do the same thing or like the the two twins are working there and they happen to have friends who are also twins. I don't, I don't think the odds of that are very good. Some people, when they see that, they think of it as a doppelganger. Something about seeing the same thing twice gave you a feeling that reality had some kind of weird glitch. Yeah, like, like that particular loop, like that girl, those girls in their loop... Like, skipped. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway. I know, it doesn't make... It's one of the weirdest things. That's why I'm trying to do an episode on it. And even just writing to kind of describe why something like this might happen. You can just kind of describe the what. Whatever happened to Kate and the other storytellers in the rest of this episode... I leave it up to you to decide. In a world of about 7 billion people, it's always possible for such coincidences to happen, and it's possible Kate's story can be explained by sheer coincidence. Last month, I posted a news story on the podcast's Facebook page about two passengers who were both seated next to each other on a flight, and then both looked just like a dead match for each other, down to the clothes and facial hair and everything. Kate's story seems even odder, though. It's also possible in a world of 7 billion people and in a massive universe that we comprehend a tiny fraction of that things like this can also be beyond our current understanding. For her, seeing the same thing looped twice reminded her of the famous scene in The Matrix when Morpheus is describing glitches in The Matrix. Deja vu. What if we're not in a computer simulation, but that's still an interesting metaphor with which to understand that we might reside in one reality, side by side, with another reality or other realities that we don't usually see. There's a theory called multiverse theory, 
which holds that there are multiple universes coexistent, perhaps an infinite number of them with an infinite number of each of us, multiple versions coexisting with only slight differences. Meanwhile, string physicists, plucky scientists that they are, hold true that there are about a dozen dimensions beyond the three of space plus fourth of time that we know about. What do we really know? What is reality? Are there alternate realities? I have no clue and neither do these storytellers and we could not reach Neil deGrasse Tyson for comment. And so here are the stories. The first came from Kate in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Next we'll hear from Tamara from Toronto about three of her experiences of a glitch in reality, starting with another case of a doppelganger. I went to school for fashion design and um, I was sitting outside my sewing classroom on a little bench and the way that the hallways were set up was that they kind of went in... So the hallway in front of me went all the way down the hall to the right and then it ended and it turned left. So there were no loops. There was no way that anybody could circle around twice. Um, And I remember just sitting, kind of staring, waiting for my class to start and I noticed a guy walk out of the classroom next to me wearing a white and black striped sweater and a black backpack. And I had seen him before, so I recognized him. He had a baseball hat on too, messy brown hair. And he walked out of the classroom and right past me and down the hall and then turned to the left to go in the other direction. And as I continued to sit there about 10 seconds later, the exact same thing happened. The same guy walked out of the same classroom and crossed right in front of me and turned to the left and went down the hall. And I just sat there thinking, what just happened? Did the same guy actually just leave the classroom twice? Or did I hallucinate it the first time or the second time? It was completely unbelievable. And I think that I told my friend that day at lunch what had happened. And she was just kind of looked at me like I was absolutely crazy. But um, it was definitely the same person definitely going in the exact same direction. It was the same moment twice, 10 seconds apart, and it completely tripped me out. And what if that was some kind of like um, a premonition or psychic moment? It could have been a, a doppelganger. And also, I wonder if for that moment, you somehow saw the future 10 seconds ahead. I was wondering, I, I was thinking both of those exact things at that moment. I was like, did I predict this and hallucinated or did he come out of the same room twice it was just it seemed odd because I wasn't in the same moment like I didn't get taken back to 10 seconds prior I was thinking different things you know I had adjusted my thoughts according to the passage of time yet the same person walked by it was very creepy I guess it happens more often than we think and people just don't share it because they think it's so weird well i would have wanted to share it with the guy and tell him i saw your doppelganger you, did you ever think of telling him god no <laughs> i was too busy staring at him with my jaw dropped as he walks by and down the hall again but that would have been yeah i have no idea that would have been really interesting that was really creepy but i don't think it was as jarring as the second story that I had. And I remember I was driving to work. I grew up in Thornhill, just north of Toronto. And I drove across this intersection and made a left every single day when I was driving to work. 
it was just a normal day in the morning, kind of rush hour. But I pulled into the intersection because there was a green light and I was making that left turn. So I was just kind of easing into the intersection. All of a sudden, the light was red. I was in the middle of the intersection, blocking traffic. It was later in the day, like the sun was setting and all of the cars were honking at me. And I had this moment of complete panic, like what the hell am I doing? Like what just happened? So I closed my eyes and shook my head and opened my eyes again. And again, the light was green and I was in the middle of the intersection as I should have been waiting to make my safe left turn. And I was really shaken up after that, really shaken up because not only was it a completely different time of day and I was completely thrown off, but I thought that I was causing this huge traffic jam, kind of cars were going to hit me and I I was kind of panicking because I was in the middle of an intersection when I shouldn't have been, but that wasn't the reality that I had started the day with <laughs> it's very science fiction it's like you had seen an alternate timeline alternate reality exactly and i had been in it because the cars around me were reacting to it and i remember finishing my drive to work thinking like did i just hallucinate like i work in mental health so i'm constantly when these things happen i'm like am i experiencing a psychotic break <laughs> like is that what happens do i have schizophrenia like but I, you know, just went on with my day as normal, but I'll never forget that because it was so jarring. It just completely took me out of the mindset that I was in, and it was so weird, so strange, and I hope that it never happens again because it was pretty terrifying. All of these things really make me wonder how many different dimensions are overlapped. Like, how many versions of us are there? really, which is quite a terrifying thought. You know, we we hold on to our sense of reality and anything that messes with that, something you won't forget for sure. Very often you can't classify an experience as one thing, especially when it has supernatural elements to it. When haunted houses are involved, that's even more the case. Haunted furniture as well really begs the question, How can a memory seem to be embedded in an inanimate object? Is the manifestation of the past through this haunting somehow a link to an alternate reality? That might explain why someone who is otherwise sane can have their night cross over into the twilight zone. When I was younger and I was still living at my parents' house, I was probably about 19 or 20 years old, and I had a wicker desk in my room, just a small desk with a little wicker drawer in it and a vanity mirror on top of it. And I woke up because I heard really strange, almost eerie carnival-like music being played in my room. And I sat up in bed, fully awake, listening to this music, thinking to myself, where the hell is this coming from? And I went and woke up my mom And I was like, mom, come into my room and listen to this. And she came and the music had stopped. So then she went back to bed. And as soon as she left, the music started again. And I realized it was coming from this wicker desk. And I put my ear flat on top of the the desk. Like, it was so thin you could see through the wicker to the floor. There was nothing layered into the desk. 
Um, I pulled out the drawer. I, I put my ear flat on the desk. The music literally sounded like it was coming from within the wood of the desk. And I sat back on my bed and I stared at it and I listened to it continue. And eventually it just slowly died out as though, you know, when like a, a toy is playing music and it slowly kind of creepily. Oh, like when the battery out. fails. Exactly. Yeah. It slowly died out like that. And I eventually went back to sleep and I've never been able to figure out what it was. But it was coming from within the desk. It started spontaneously in the middle of the night. It was this weird tune that I had never heard before. And I must have been 18 or 19 because I did not even have a cell phone to record it on. Or else, like, my instinct now would be to start recording whatever it sounded like. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was so weird. That was definitely one of the strangest things that's ever happened. And to this day, I have no idea what that music was. All I know is that that desk came from a relative of ours who was very wealthy and she had a huge estate down in the bridal path in Toronto and she passed away and apparently the house was very haunted after she passed away and my mom took a bunch of the furniture that desk was from that house that's all I know about it it makes no sense I there were no inner workings of this very thin wicker desk. I didn't even have anything in the drawer. It was all completely empty and everything was made of wicker. Was Tamara's desk haunted? And if that's the case, what does that mean? Where were the noises coming from? Without a recording, it's impossible to know if it was an auditory hallucination or somehow being caused just in her head, or was the sound coming from somewhere unseen? Where could it be coming from? Does the past leave behind a memory? Are we permanently connected through time? And maybe the music was coming from a toy that was what's kept inside the drawer of the desk. I don't think we'll know anytime soon, but many stories like this keep me asking questions about the nature of these phenomena. If you've ever experienced anything weird, unexplained, mystical, or in some way supernatural, get in touch and send a message by going to www.supernaturalstories.ca where it'll redirect you to the Facebook page. You can also leave a review, or comment, or subscribe to follow for updates. Feeling the presence of people or hearing or otherwise sensing things that are not visible in the room are hallmarks of supernatural stories, as are the reverse of that when an object suddenly disappears. If you've been listening to the show, you'll no doubt have heard stories about objects disappearing and reappearing. Recently, I wrote about my disappearing candy bar experience online, and I've had numerous such experiences myself. If you've ever had this annoying disappearing trick played on you, you probably, like me, have wondered a few things. Like where could the item have vanished to? Did it travel through time? Was this some kind of trick being played for someone's amusement? Questions that seem crazy to most people who haven't experienced this, but hear me out. Have you ever asked around and found out if anyone you know and trust has shared these disappearance situations? I have, since I started the show, been asking people about their stories of disappearing items, and I spoke to Ali over the phone from Mississauga, who shared some family stories and some folklore from the Balkans that describes this as fairy trickery. My grandfather, my dad's dad, um, he was a complete asshole, but a very reasonable one. He always looked out for himself. Um, everything that he has ever bought, had ever bought, um, everything he had ever owned, he always kept a sharp eye on it. He 
I was always in a state like somebody might take it or, you know, I owe this, therefore, you know, it's my it's my territory. Nobody's allowed to impeach my territory. He had this fine China and he used to sit with China, have his black coffee and read his newspaper. Now, one particular situation happened amongst many throughout his life happened that his entire coffee cup disappeared. And it had it still had coffee inside. My dad told me how annoyed he was that he couldn't find it because it was expensive it was an expensive piece the set and practically irreplaceable, but also Something interrupted his coffee in the morning, so that made him even more pissed off. He spent that entire day looking for it and looking for it, and night comes, and um, he's giving a lecture to my stepmother and to my aunt, and um, he's telling them, nobody's allowed to touch my china, look at this, he lost it, and whatever. He goes back into where he drinks his coffee in the morning, which is this little sunroom, uh, sort of den, and he found it back in the platter. 12 hours later, after it initially disappeared, it was back. He put a name to this, or a phrase to this. The devil's playing tricks on me again. I used to say the devil's playing tricks on me. See? And now, my dad, who found this really interesting, there's several points in our own lives where we have misplaced things, only to find them in the exact place where we left them before. Every time that happens, my dad, he says, stop and close your eyes and shake it off. And I'm like, shake what off? And he's like, shake off the devil's hand. I, would, I asked him as a kid, what does this mean? And he told me the story. And um, the idea is that to trick us, we have our reality in which we are in physically. And we have the reality which our subconscious is. The interesting thing is how these two realities play together. It's not really the imagination, but the vulnerable part of the human psyche where spirits may mess with that psyche and may alter the reality that we're currently in or our perception of the reality that we're currently in. That always stood out to me. So now when I do end up losing something, like for example, a couple of weeks ago, I ended up losing the pen that I was writing with all day. All of a sudden it's nowhere to be found. I found it exactly on the same notebook I left it on. And then I always think to myself, oh no, the devil's playing tricks on me again. But at the same time, me, with the sort of approach that I have to the concept of multiple realities in the sphere of existence, you know, it's a really interesting experience, for sure. That displacement, I like to think that there's more to the meets the eyes. Maybe, just maybe, there's something a little bit more that has to do with a different plane of existence. Maybe a different plane of reality. Our own mental state currently cannot really quite grasp. So it makes it easy for certain energies, certain spirits to play these tricks on us, just out of spite or out of mischief. What I wonder is I've felt like at times I'm more of a beacon for these kind of things, that I have more of them happen to me than make sense for one person. And you as well seem to be someone who experiences more of these things than other people. 
So it does make you wonder why it is that certain people are somehow the subject of so many more of these disappearing item experiences, like today with my ashtray disappearing, with your pen disappearing. With this, I feel like the thing that I've noticed about it is that it's literally like you look away from the item and you look back and it's gone. And then when it reappears, similarly, you're not looking and then you look at it and it's there. Well, my pen disappeared. I remember looking everywhere for it. It's a very specific pen. It's one of those crappy seven-year pens that are way too pretty. So I kind of use them until, you know, they run dry and then I can go back to chapters and be like, aha, see, you're, you're cheating me. This is not a seven-year pen. It's literally a two-month pen. But this one was a really, really pretty one. It attracts attention. It's a holographic shine to it. It's a unicorn pen, basically. So it's really hard to, like, not to have your eyes immediately get attracted by it. So when I did end up losing it, I was like, how the heck could that, could that happen? I'm losing my mind. When I picked up my notebook a few hours later, the pen went flying. It's as if the pen was there the whole time, but my eyes just were not able to see it. I, all I saw had been the black flatness of my notebook. But as soon as I picked it up, trying to find the pen, it just it flew and it, it like hit the floor. And I thought, where the heck did you come from? Somehow it just dropped out of nowhere, or I thought it dropped out of nowhere. It's such an incredibly unique thing to experience, because then you sort of stop and you think, am I seeing what I'm seeing, or an altered perception? And what's altering my perception? Too many questions to be able to give one definitive answer to. Oh yeah, there's no explanation that's that's a surefire explanation. There's people who have theories and usually their theories don't stand up too well because it's so hard to explain these things and there may not be one explanation. Everyone is going through their own world. I'll post about something like my disappearing chocolate bar yesterday. It's quite a phenomenal thing. A chocolate bar vanished and reappeared. There's no way I could have made myself not ever take a bite. I could have kept that thing for months in the freezer telling myself, no, it's evidence, don't eat it. But I was bound to take a bite of it. I had to. It was a time-traveling chocolate bar. It went to the fairy world. It did went to the Twilight Zone. Who wouldn't take a bite of that? I mean, you'd have to have some real... You'd have to not like chocolate. My worry, though... You ever see the film Event Horizon? It's about a spaceship that has gone near Jupiter and has gone through like a portal, through like a wormhole, but instead it took it to the hell dimension, to hell and back, literally, and then it reappeared 50 years later or something. I didn't know where my chocolate bar had been to, whether it had been to hell, whether it had stayed in our dimension but just traveled through time. There's a Slavic folklore that surrounds the fairy folk. That's why so many parents even tell us today, like in the villages, do not eat candy that you just find. And the reason why isn't because actually it has to do with strangers or such. No, do not eat abandoned candy. Even if you find a bag of candy perfectly wrapped up on the floor or in your bedroom, do not eat any candy that suddenly comes, that suddenly appears to you. Because it could be very trickery. If you have this candy, it opens you up to that dimension 
of these beings that are trying to lure you in to be able to absorb your either human essence or to be able to use you as a communication between their dimension and the human world without them being in danger. Sometimes the idea is that when candy comes to you or any sort of food comes to you or food that disappears all of a sudden reappears days later, it was already enchanted. And when you consume it, you reach a different level of awareness of a different dimension. So you start having specific dreams. You start understanding things that you would not otherwise understand. You start getting attached to things you would not otherwise get attached to. Certain people will maybe have a lollipop in the playground, which they found or was given to them by somebody, and then they associate that lollipop to that playground as a fond memory, not for understanding why it matters so much. It's actually because they're enchanted. These whole four floors, it really does kind of put you on edge, because when you think like about superior chocolates, you have to wonder, is that chocolate that I just consumed in the same state that it was before it disappeared. And if it's not in the same state, what makes it different? What makes it fundamentally different? And then in Islamic folklore, they would tell you, oh, it was enchanted by a fey creature. So the thing with the enchanted chocolate, I thought about that, but I thought about it in the moment it was in my mouth. I ate it. It's not just in the Slavic folklore, it's in all of the European folklore. And in more than the European folklore that they talk about fairy candies and foods, that if you find a candy, you shouldn't eat it. Children can be given a candy by a fairy, and then that can allow them to pass into the fairy dimension. Time is totally different there. So they can disappear from our timeline and reappear in another timeline, come back and still be young, and we can be old. Those stories of a child going away to another dimension, to a fairy world, and then coming back unaged while everyone else had aged, those were hundreds of years before Einstein's theory of general relativity, which said that if you traveled very, very fast to another place and then returned to Earth going very fast, that on Earth a hundred years would have passed, well, for you only 20 years would have passed. Right. You know, it's interesting that people had that concept of Relative time, traveling through time, traveling through dimensions, going through wormholes for a very long time. Well, I've had the experience with UFOs that made me think that the UFOs are very similar to fairies of, of old, of sprites and things. And it really does make me think about all my UFO experiences, all my paranormal experiences, whether these are things I've classified as poltergeist you know, the whole poltergeist phenomenon happens to a lot of UFO abductees or UFO contactees as well. They often report paranormal experiences such as poltergeists, items appearing or disappearing. In Slavic mythology, you'll be able to dream of certain different types of dimensions and different types of characters or creatures much more when you are in a state of, in a state of change, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually. Because it's these multiple energies that are around us are trying to not really like take over, they're trying to influence the growth of our own energy. It's supposed to be a healing factor. That's why uh, people tend to turn towards chanting or turning towards shamans or priests who can who chant for them. Because that that chanting is supposed to be concentrating their energy, not to just heal them physically, but also mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. 
I've heard people who've gone through major physical pain who have had specific dreams or specific feelings as if something were intertwining with their existence. These have all been real stories from real people across Canada. Music featured in this show is by Poddington Bear with Nocturne and Shines Through Trees, Anonymous 420 with We Fall, Sara with Degrowth Part 2, Blue Dot Sessions with Arlen Vale, Blob with Whiskers, and Curva with Rumenka Slavic Soul Party Remix. The rest were tracks composed by myself, Cal Goodbaum. Thank you for listening to Supernatural Stories, and thanks for telling your friends about the show and supporting a place for the supernatural in Canada. Please leave a review on iTunes or Google or on Facebook if you like the show. I appreciate it. Get in touch with your true story at www.supernaturalstories.ca. Till next time. <laughs>